We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today on the program. AFA at The Core, I'm Walker Wildman here on American Family Radio. Our website is AFR.net. More specifically, you can download the podcast there at AFR.net. You can also download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone, on your tablet device. So that's another way to, to listen to the show. We push out the, the show in the podcast form uh, each afternoon after we uh, finish our live show. We push it out in the form of a podcast on all the various podcast platforms. Uh, so you can go there and subscribe, and then it'll show up right there on your on your uh, podcast store at your uh, convenience. Whenever you want to listen, you can do so. We are um, launching the live streaming option on Monday. So this upcoming Monday, I believe the date is August 1st on that. That's right. That's right. Good job, Bobby. Just in time, Bobby comes through for the home run. We're going to be live streaming the video on our own video platform. We're not going to be reliant on Facebook, on Zuckerberg. And um, we're not going to be reliant on YouTube Live. They've already canceled us some time ago. They've deplatformed us. Uh, they've deplatformed the core, and so we got our own video platform, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. You can create a free account, a free profile there. There's also a subscription that you can do. You can become a great commission partner, donate a gift of any amount, and you get uh, unlimited access to all of the content on the streaming platform. You get our monthly newsletter. You get our monthly magazine. You talk about a value package. That is what you get when you become a great commission partner with American Family Association. So go to streaming.afa.net to find out more. Streaming.afa.net will be live there on Monday, live streaming the video on streaming.afa.net. Well, our scripture for the week, we are in the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 31 is where we are. Uh, Psalm chapter 31 is where we are, and you know, when you study scripture, there is a consistent theme. There is a consistent theme of God being elevated and man being humbled. There is a consistent theme throughout the entirety of the Old Testament or the First Testament and the New Testament of God being glorified, God being lifted up, and man being humbled. And so that is a a theme that we see throughout Scripture. David was humbled on a uh, multitude of cases or, or, or times or content context. Well, Psalm chapter 31, I want to read verse 17 and 18. David says, Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you, but let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. 
Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. So David here, you know the scripture that says uh, vengeance, and I'm summarizing here, but vengeance is not ours. Vengeance is the Lord's. Uh, same thing with, with judgment. Um, judgment's not ours. Judgment is the Lord's ultimately. Now, here you see David. David is not taking matters into his own hands. David is petitioning the Lord to handle a situation. And that's what we should do. David says, first he says, let me not be put to shame. But then he goes on to say, but let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be put to shame. He goes on to say that, um, let their lying lips be silenced. Let their lying lips be silenced. So it is appropriate, according to David, not for us as humans, as flesh, to take things into our own hands as if we are now the judge and the jury, uh, but instead it is appropriate, it is biblical to petition the Lord to take action on your behalf. It is uh, appropriate to petition the Lord uh, to carry out righteous judgment uh, according to his standards, and that's what David there is petitioning the Lord for. Moving into some of the stories we're going to talk about. Uh, by the way, we're going to have on uh, a couple special guests today. My brother will be in with us second segment. Wesley, the uh, W duo, will be here second segment. We're also going to have on Laura Knight. She's president of Pro-Life Mississippi. We're going to have on uh, Laura Knight with Pro-Life Mississippi to talk about what do we do now? Mississippi is abortion-free. What do we do now? There's plenty of work ahead. We'll talk with Laura Knight about that. And we're also going to have on another guest in the last segment. You've been uh, looking forward to this. I, I pitched it a little bit last week. I didn't give specifics, but I, I will now. We're going to have on Larry Bear. Barron's, uh, Western States Director for PowerTheFuture.org. So PowerTheFuture.org, I follow their blogs, I follow their uh, their work, and uh, they're focused on ensuring that America has affordable and reliable energy. And we talked about that topic on the show a number of times. We're going to talk with uh, Larry Barron's about uh, that topic in the last segment, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, Power of the Future, they, they focus on energy security and on energy affordability and sustainability for America. Uh, so we'll talk with uh, Larry in the last segment. Well, before we do that, I want to get to a couple of stories. We have some uh, some pretty pretty gold uh, clips today. Gold meaning good. And uh, let's start with this one. This is one I added at the last minute. Ned Ryan on Fox Business with Kennedy. Many of you seen uh, Kennedy on Fox Business. Well, he's on, Ned Ryan is on with uh, Kennedy, and they are talking, let me pull up uh, his his title real quick, so I properly, he, okay, so here he is um, CEO of American Majority. Uh, Ned Ryan is CEO of American Majority. That's a, a think tank or a grassroots activist group. Uh, promoting conservative values in America. Well, he was on Fox Business with a couple other talking heads, and they're talking about um, the monkeypox and and where it spread, how it spread, and whether we should all lose our minds over this, which is what I talked about earlier in the week. 
Listen to the truth being spoken and how Fox Business and Kennedy and the other talking kids, they just couldn't handle the truth. Clip four. As for monkeypox, I, I think there's a pretty good rule in life. Don't attend gay orgies. When you look at the New England Journal's report of the five orgies Ned. they reviewed. Ned, come on, man. It's not what? about gay. How about no, not any orgies? Go look at... Go look at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on on Friday in which of the 528 cases they reviewed, 95% were between sex between men. I think we actually have to have a serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk. Instead of going crazy and declaring a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane. I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that is that easily spread. Marie. It's not bigoted. Yeah, it is. This, this is science, Kennedy. Ninety-five percent yeah. of the cases from the New right, England I, Journal. You know what? I'm going to let Brad respond. Okay, I'm going to let Brad respond because Brad, we had 372 doses. The United States in Denmark, where the the smallpox, monkeypox vaccine is manufactured, they were ready to go, but uh, because this has been an issue for more men in the gay community, it seems like it has been lower on the priority list. Brad. Yeah, look, Ned is right when he says that monkeypox right now is mostly affecting gay men. The problem is that public health-wise, not going to orgies in general is a good policy to not get sexually transmitted diseases. 100%. And so we have to be really careful. We saw with the AIDS crisis, with the HIV crisis, about how certain communities or certain gay people will be stigmatized yes. over something that lots of people do. And we got to be careful about that. And but that kind of, I will use the term, bigoted language that makes it seem like the only people they get this or from one group of Americans. Hey, guess what? Gay men also have friends and family members and colleagues. And this is not just transmitted through sexual activity. It's transmitted through close contact. So you don't fight diseases. I'm glad Brad brought up HIV AIDS. You don't fight diseases by caricaturing the people who get them or who get them at one point in time. Come on now. Come on now. What are we doing? What are we doing? This is supposed to be about science. This is supposed to be about truth. And here Fox is intervening, the Fox host, the Fox business host, Kennedy, intervening on behalf of the silencers, the people who won't let others talk, and the people who promote sexual deviancy, which is terrible for human health, terrible for our society, terrible from a moral and spiritual standpoint. And Ned Ryan is saying, look, if we want to if we want to go after monkeypox and stop this nonsense and stop this outbreak, then let's stop men having sex with other men. It's pretty simple. Let's stop this deviant behavior that is unnatural, unhealthy, and immoral. Let's stop it. Let's let's run ads against this immoral behavior for people's health and well-being. But we can't say that because that's bigoted, Walker. We can't talk about that. We have to be silent on the immoral and unhealthy behavior in the name of tolerance and love. You see how backwards this is? And the same thing with the HIV situation and AIDS. The vast majority of this is happening in circumstances that are unnatural unhealthy, unscientific, 
and unbiblical. The vast, vast majority of this. Same thing with sexually transmitted diseases. The vast majority of it originates, begins in unnatural, immoral, unscientific, and unhealthy situations. But we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. Well, this is the same crowd that didn't have a problem. Talk about stigmatizing. They claim that COVID is spread more in church services. That's what they said. Remember all the headlines? We can't sing at church because we're going to spread COVID. We can't go to church because we're going to spread COVID. We're going to kill other people if we go to church. How dare us practice our faith? We can't hug our loved ones. Nope, hugs are bad. Bad hugs. We can't go see our 85-year-old grandparents that are on death's doorstep. We can't go see them because we might give them COVID, and then we'll be murderers. Our kids can't go to school. Our healthy kids that aren't sick can't go to school because they might, could, possibly, might, maybe, slightly get sick. They may get a cold. So look at all those stigmas out there. We can't go to school. We can't go to sporting events. We can't have weddings. Can't leave our house. We can't shake hands or give hugs. We can't smile at people. We got to put the mask on. Those are all stigmas. Those are all narratives that discourage certain behavior in the name of public health. But an act as disgusting, as unhealthy, and as immoral as men having sex with men We can't call that out and we can't talk about it because of the way the radical left has completely hijacked the narrative. The secularists have hijacked the narrative. They have idolized immorality, immoral sexual activity. They have idolized it to where it is now their God. You can't speak against their God. And they demonize anyone who dares to speak the truth. And that's what they did to Ned Ryan. Good for him. Good for him. You talk about some backbone to go on Fox Business, which is now left. They're left wing now. Fox is left. They're left wing. The conservatives are in the majority. When you look at the host at Fox News, the conservatives are in the majority. And it's not conservative to be in favor of sexual deviancy. That's not conservative. That's not Christian. God says that marriage and sexual activity is retained for the man and woman relationship within the confines of marriage. That's the truth. And thanks to Ned Ryan for declaring it. AFA at the core, be back. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The sole abortion facility in Mississippi that challenged the law that ultimately led to Roe v. Wade's demise has permanently closed, and the building has now been sold. The building, known as the Pink House, will never reopen. As a result, the state of Mississippi has no murder mills operating in it. Sidewalk counselors, street evangelists, pastors, and many others who fought fought tirelessly for the most vulnerable among us, the unborn, have prayed, worked, and cried to see this day come. Thanks be to God, that day is here. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. I'm afraid I'll stand out if I am the only girl who... Has your girl found herself facing the reality that she's different from others around her? This can be a shock to her spirit at first. Over time, she can go one of two ways, toward anxiety always trying to fit in, or embrace her uniqueness in peace and joy. God's grand design for His people is full of diversity, meaning while we enjoy some similarities, ultimately all are different, unique. Philippians 2.2 phrases of one accord to seal our togetherness under the mind of Christ rather than the need to have the same skin color, music preferences, or political views. As she grows, cultivate in your girl a healthy heart who knows to embrace Christ and appreciate the tapestry of different in His kingdom. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. here on American Family Radio. Worship Wednesday is what we have going on today, each Wednesday on The Core. That song right there is I've Got Joy by C.C. Wyans. I've Got Joy is the name of the song. Beautiful song there. And we do have joy. Why 
uh, because of what God has done in our life. Well, Wesley's in studio with me. Wesley, glad to have you in with us. Hey, glad to be on. I'm glad to be on. And we've got a guest, too, during this segment. You want to introduce her? Absolutely. Uh, We'll jump straight to our guest. We have on with us Laura Knight. She's president of Pro-Life Mississippi. Hey, Laura, welcome to the Corps. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So you're president of Pro-Life Mississippi. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and Pro-Life Mississippi, how long you guys have been around, so on and so forth. Sure. I am president of Pro-Life Mississippi, president of the board. Uh, Pro-Life Mississippi has been around since early 80s. They were incorporated officially in 1984. But But even before then, there were activists stirring in Mississippi all over the state. So right now we are an independent educational nonprofit organization. So we are the voice against abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia in Mississippi. Laura. Our mission is to educate the people of Mississippi on these issues. Hmm. Sorry, sorry for interrupting you, Laura. Hey, let me let me ask you this. Um, this is a question I've been waiting to ask. How many abor- right. how many abortion clinics are there open today in Mississippi? Zero. Zero. Hallelujah. I love it. That's amazing. You talk about the abolition of of abortion in Mississippi. That's a beautiful thing, Wesley. Yeah, it's a done deal. You know, Walker. I'm glad you asked that question. You know, not just AFA, but Pro Life of Mississippi and many other ministries have worked really hard to see that day come to pass and. They worked in different angles. You know, there were some that were working on uh, legislation that when in the event and when the day came comes that a Roe versus Wade would be overturned, that we would have a pro-life state or, a, um, as you said, an abolitionist state. Hmm. So we're grateful for that. Amen. Hey, Laura, what's uh, what's your ministry up to now? I mean, this is, you know, a lot, a lot of folks or the media, you know, kind of pitch this idea that this fight's over, but... It's really not. I mean, this this is a long-standing and will be a long-standing issue to support babies and mothers. What's Pro-Life Mississippi doing? Pro-Life Mississippi started our district network, sort of like a district chapters, and so we had already gone local to reach the local people, um, sharing them about truth, about the abortion industry in our state, which is no longer, so we're still talking about abortion. I think the main reason for all the sidewalk advocacy, all the sidewalk counselors that were so persistent all these years, you know, since 1973, that they've tried many different ways to bring down the abortion industry in our state so that the pro-life presence around these facilities, all six or seven of them at one time, they are a special type of pro-life warriors. So these are our passionate ones. They they have a deep-seated passion and commitment to save women and babies from abortion. These are the ones that will stand in the heat, in the cold, in the rain or snow, whenever that happens in Mississippi. They were the ones that persevered through great persecution and ridicule from pro-abortion escorts and staff. These are the ones. So what do they do now? That There is no abortion facilities in Mississippi. Well, we encourage them to join our district chapters network and reaching their communities. And what they do is they go out, they show up, and they speak up at different community festivals. We rent space at their festivals, and we meet them where they're at. Some of them are public, um, organized by different small-town organizations, 
Um, some of them are coastal, like the entire Gulf Coast will come to the Crab Fest or the Seafood Fest. And so we're there having conversations with people, having hard conversations, also inspiring others to join the fight and to speak up for life in our state. Mm. You know, Laura, it's so important, the work that you're doing, because this is really a an issue and a movement about changing hearts and minds. And, and of course, it, it, it took place uh, in the legal sphere as far as overturning Roe v. Wade, but we still need to reaffirm and continue building a culture of life in Mississippi so that women will not travel out of state. Uh, they they won't, you know, attempt uh, to travel out of state to have an abortion, but instead that they'll have they'll uh, foster life, they'll have the child and uh, and raise it uh, to be a God-fearing child. So that's the work that you're doing over at Pro-Life Mississippi. You know, Walker, also, too, right. on the uh, in addition to having it ended here in the state of Mississippi, a lot of the things that they're working on there at Pro-Life Mississippi is, as she was saying, is uh, proactively looking to uh, to give education and care to parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of it. And, I mean, we want to save the life. But once the life's saved, what's next? And they already have in the works. I'm looking at their website here. They already have tons of resources that they have for that. So uh, this is just a wonderful thing that y'all are doing there, and I'm so grateful for what the work that y'all got. Hey, well, thank you. Uh, we're focused mainly, mainly our reason why we're doing the Going Local is based on a experience we've had and also a care net study that revealed that the most influential people in a woman's decision to abort her child or the child's father and her parents or her father, especially men and father's relationship here. So we have to go out into the community to reach them with the truth that they will choose life without going across state lines. Mm, that's good. To end that life. Amen. Hey, Laura. So how do we do that? Well, we show up. We're showing up. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to have groups like yours, Laura. Uh, we got to have boots on the ground, uh, state organizations leading leading the way in various states around the country. Hey, thanks so much for your work, Laura, and we'll have you on the course sometime again. All right. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Laura Knight. She's president of Pro-Life Mississippi. Wesley, groups all around the country, uh, and I know you've been working on an issue in uh, Kansas. There's a uh, state amendment, state constitutional amendment issue in Texas that you and Rob Chambers and others have been working on. Yes, you said originally you had it right. You said Kansas, and you just said Texas, but it's Kansas. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Kansas. Kansas. It's called value them both. Value them both. That will be voted on uh, on August second in the state of Kansas. And so we want you, we want all our Kansas listeners, all our Kansas supporters in the area to be aware of that. Most of you, if you've listened here, you are aware of that. Um, so uh, once you are aware of it, we're asking you to um, inform those around you that would that would typically vote in some in a um, general election that would not most likely vote and on a, uh, a constitutional amendment like this we're asking you to spread the word and make them aware of the importance of this amendment that we're voting on and that, that Kansas residents will be voting on we're asking you to vote yes to value them both yes to value them both now Walker before I explain a little bit more of what this is for those that live outside the state or maybe those that live in the state and they're just not hearing about it before I explain that, you know, the best part about having me on the court, and this is, I just want to let this you know, this is going to be interesting. The best part about having me on the court, <laughs> this is week to week. Okay. Your audience. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa not there yet. Ah! 
best part. This better be good. Is that your audience will <laughs> always get the inside scoop of donor support and vice and outreach content that they will get nowhere else. Not on any other show. Fair enough. On A4. You're right. Amen. So much so that if you live in the state of Kansas, if you live in the state of Kansas, we are having a special conference call on July the 28th. So two days from now, this upcoming Thursday. Wait, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Time flies. Time flies. Tomorrow, we're having a special call for Kansas residents only. And if you want to participate in that conference call and you live in the state of Kansas, here's the number. All right, I'm ready. It's 844-227-7557. All right. 844-227-7557. And if you call that number at 7 p.m., 7 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, Central Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, tomorrow afternoon, you will be included in a 30-minute live conference call where we go over the value them both, which is a special call to Kansas Pro-Life Amendment, where we will discuss uh, this, uh, this bill or this amendment, and this amendment will help protect both the mother and her unborn baby because for those that don't know, Kansas back in 2019, they passed a constitutional amendment that for all intensive purposes gave no limits. It was unlimited right to abortion, mm. unlimited right to murder, to, to kill. And we, and this amendment will offset that. So we are encouraging those Kansas residents to vote yes on value in the both. In that call, you will have J.J. Jasper, myself, also, Dr. Jameson Taylor and Rob Chambers all work here on site here at AFA in different areas. And so we will be discussing that. Um, and it's a very, very important thing for our listeners and our supporters in Kansas to go vote on. Open or pre, you can vote ahead of time. Uh, a lot of people, early voting. Early voting, that's already taken place. There's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of very shrewd um, uh, promotion tactics from the opposition. Well, I saw one, I'm paraphrasing here, but there was a flyer being, uh, it was gone to the mailbox there in a lot of places in Kansas, and it said, don't uh, vote no because we don't want any more government uh, encroaching or, or in- yeah, encroachment. Encroachment. And it was like, wait a minute. It sounds good, it but sounded, that's not, yeah, that's it's not, like, that's that's not, not what we're talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. So, what so. we're going to do here is uh, for those who are listening on my podcast page at AFR.net, when you go to AFR.net, Click on the podcast tab at the top on the menu bar, and then you'll see the core. Look at today's episode and click on it. Uh, we'll provide that phone number you just mentioned and all the background information here, along with uh, uh, all the stories we talked about. So AFR.net, click on the core podcast uh, page. Click on today's episode, and you'll be able to find that information. Wesley, um, the uh, life is winning around the country. It is. But uh, we can't let up. We got to keep our our uh, pedal to the floor, uh, so to speak. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so the way I look at it is to the twenty four hour rule in sports is where you celebrate and you don't forget what you accomplished. Mm. And so you want to, and whatever that looks like in this in in the realm of life, you want to always remember the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned. You want to celebrate that. Don't forget where you came. Don't from. Don't forget um, that. Um, don't want to forget your victories, but also at the same time, there has to be 
a uh, understanding and a reality that no uh, that the, until we're supposed to occupy till got to Jesus returns. So mm. then we've got to transition back to the battlefield, if you will. And there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And 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 there's a lot of uh while while we have it overturned, there's a lot of states as we've as we've talked about on AFR that are still um uh, pro uh, abortion and they're still killing babies and they're doing it. They're probably now going to increase it that much more in those particular states. So there's yeah. a fight there for those states. Um, but and, we, and we've and as I mentioned earlier, not only the legal battle, but then you have the cultural yes. battle about what's acceptable. You right. know, because yes, abortion is now illegal in you know twenty plus states, but um, but if you still have people who think that killing a baby is okay, it's good, it's acceptable, that's a problem in and of itself. Sure. So we just got to keep educating people and praying that God moves on people's hearts that they will repent, they will turn from their ways. Oh, yeah, you're exactly right. And we at AFA, we provide all kind of resources for that. And we um, are um, just on the front lines constantly of providing resources for the family because even beyond, you know, we talked about adoption, you mm-hmm. know, as an option. And now we need to be able to make sure that adoption is, as you mentioned before in your program, streamlined. Yes. That there's no uh, uh, unnecessary complicated roadblocks. I obviously want there to be a vetting process, and we understand there's fees involved, but not to the point now where it's uh, unaffordable. Unaffordable, uh, the, the, the red tape that goes on and all that. So uh, especially for Christians, you know, yeah. it makes it very complicated. So we're grateful for the ministries that you had on earlier, like Pro Life from Mississippi, because there's there's still work to be done and yeah. educating people. You know, yeah, you know, adoption, Wesley, is really in the in the state's best interest. It um, is because when you when you adopt, so you take a child out of a uh, un, most most of the time an unfortunate situation, mm-hmm. and you the family instead of the state having to take care of the child, the family then takes. Sure care of the child you know and raises them appropriately in the majority of cases so uh, adoption is in everyone's uh, best interest having a stream yeah, everybody adoption benefits process. from that so that's right thanks wesley hey thanks for having me on being on the core wesley and rob chambers and dr Ta- jameson taylor along with jj jasper will be having a call with kansas voters tomorrow go to afr.net click on the podcast page click on the core on today's episode And you'll be able to get that phone number to call in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central. All the other information you need to know, you can get there. AFA at the Core will be back in just a few minutes. We've got another special guest. Stay tuned to the Core. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. The AFA Resource Center has all your favorite items. Everything from books, movies, shirts, and even hats. Introducing AFA's polyester and twill hats, starting at just $18. 
Whether you're into fashion, a collector, or you're just having a bad hair day, these hats are just what you need. You can buy one for yourself or a friend. Purchase your AFA hat today at resources.afa.net. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, <laughs> marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. I have heard the difference between a smart man and a wise man defined this way. A smart man knows what to say, but a wise man knows whether to say it or not. It is certainly always right to speak the truth, but that doesn't mean it's always right to be right. Some people learn through difficulties in relationships that the most important virtue in God's eyes is not being right. The Apostle Paul said the greatest virtue is love, and sometimes the loving thing to do is not to insist on being right when compassion and understanding are needed more. Wisdom will always know the difference. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's wisdom on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. We are live streaming video on Facebook. We're live streaming the video of The Core on Facebook. If you want to jump over there and uh, watch the show, you can do so. And by the way, we will be uh, going live on our own video streaming platform on Monday, August 1st. So you're not going to want to miss that on The Core. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be providing more information uh, in the coming days on that. Well, I want to jump to our next guest today. Uh, Larry Larry Bereans is com- co- communications director for... Um, Power the Future, which is an organization, and entity that I've been keeping up with in recent months as it relates to the energy uh, war, the war on energy in America and in other nations around the world. Uh, Larry, uh, welcome to the core. Did I get your last name remotely close? <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did a great job. You know, it's uh, it was given to me when I was born. I was, otherwise, I would have picked one that spelled a lot easier, a lot easier to say. You did fantastic. All right. Hey, uh, don't, don't be ashamed of the name, man. We all got to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Larry, thanks for being on the core. Uh, one of the issues that we focus on uh, is not only stewardship, uh, not just biblical stewardship, but stewardship over God's creation. That's one of our core values is stewardship, biblical stewardship. And that also involves, many people try to isolate stewardship to just finances, but stewardship in general also has to do with stewardship of our natural resources, 
stewardship Absolutely. of our planet, of God's creation. And so tell our organization, or tell our listeners a little bit about your organization uh, that you work with, Power the Future, and what you guys focus on around the country. Absolutely, and, and I couldn't agree more. You know, Power the Future, we're a 501c4, so we advocate for American energy production, and it's really that easy. And, and you know, I used to have to go into a long explanation of, of how that works, but, you know, over the last uh, 16, 18 months, Americans have learned uh, the value of American energy production. And to your point exactly, and I'm sure we'll get more into it, you know, when we talk about good stewardship of our land and, and what we've been blessed with, we talk about the men and women who live on that land and how they are able to, you know, extract the, uh, the minerals, extract the resources that power our way of life. And so we advocate for them as often as we can. Well, uh, let's jump straight into this, uh, directly into this, uh, what is what is commonly called uh, the green movement or the quote-unquote clean energy movement, even though they never really delve into it or define that. Uh, tell us the flaws in that movement, because the media covers it, they act like it's all rosy, no problem, let's just do a bunch of wind farms and solar farms, that's going to run the entire country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. de debunk that entire movement and really some of the flaws that are made up within it. Yeah, you know, that that's exactly the right question to ask, because when we look at what we call the green movement or the renewable movement, uh, you know, it is neither green nor renewable. What we have found is that this movement it is really uh, selective on where it intends to protect the earth. And I'll give you an example that every American's more aware of. We know the current administration has really damaged American energy production. And so to compensate for that, because there's a natural price increase that we've all seen, except it's been a record price increase here in the United States, they've gone to other countries to make more oil. Well, so if we're talking about, if I'm an environmentalist, and I love the earth, and I'm gluing myself to a picture of the Mona Lisa <laughs> in Paris, I, I have to ask myself, why am I fighting to put an American out of work just so that you know, someone in Saudi Arabia can pump more oil. Pumping oil is bad. It's just as bad in Saudi Arabia as it is in, you know, West Texas, Southeast New Mexico. And they don't, right? They don't raise a fuss over that. So it's really not about the green movement then, is it? It's really about political power here in the United States. It's really about trying to make it so that those industries that you don't politically align with are outlawed, overregulated, and put out of business so that the industries where you make your money, and that's where the real green new move, green movement goes. So those industries are uh, put brought forth and forced upon Americans. And you know what? I'll I'll take it to another point too. It is amazing when we look at something like the Green New Deal or any environmental regulation. They will all have one thing in common. They will all give more power to the government and give you less power over how you live your life and how your family makes a living. And that's what it's really about. It's about their power over your life so that they can demand what you do and act in a way that they say you should act. And I know that's different than a lot of answers you'll get. Everyone will say it's about the earth, but it, for them, it's not about the earth. It's 100% political power. Yeah, it is completely. I mean, that's apparent in the in the religious-type uh, push that it has. I mean, it's, it's all or nothing for this group. Hey, uh, Larry, about the uh, wind and solar, you know, uh, Texas has been moving largely over to wind, and, and it's really— mm -hmm. Not, not not boating well for them because when the wind doesn't blow, the, the, the wind farms don't produce much power. Talk a little bit about wind and solar and how at many times that's largely unreliable. 
Yeah, that, that's a great point. And so you have the environmental movement who tells you the climate is changing and the weather is bad, and so they want us to make our energy dependent upon the weather. It, it is, it, you know, there's a whole bunch of inconsistencies there. But to your point, wind and solar panel are intermittent. They just, they simply don't work when the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining. And I'll take you a step further. 95% of the solar panels that are in the United States are made in China, a mm. country with a terrible human rights and environmental record. Again, it's not about the environment, right? So somebody is getting rich over all those tax dollars that are going to buy these solar panels. And what we're finding, they're founded in Europe, and you mentioned Texas, and that's a great example. When you make this the foundation of your energy grid, it is not there when you need it the most. It is not there when the, the temperatures are in triple digits. It's not there when the temperatures are in single digits. And we know that our way of life, and I'm not only talking luxuries, although I myself have become addicted to hot water in my house, <laughs> we're talking about life and death. And, you know, and, and I know the president made a big deal of last week's heat wave, and, you know, he wanted to say that, you know, hot weather in July is a part of climate change. And, you know what, hot weather is serious, and thank goodness we have fossil fuels that keep the air conditioners running. But you know what's more serious? Four people die of cold weather versus hot weather. and Winter is coming in the United States. Winter is coming in Europe. And we have undermined the fossil fuel that heats most of our homes. And it's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a national security issue. And this is, a, this is a quality of life and health uh, issue. And, uh, and then furthermore, it's an economic issue to such an extent uh, that many people's livelihoods that work in this uh, energy industry have been damaged as a result of these terrible policies. Hey, Larry, thanks so much for coming mm -hmm. on the core, and we'll be sure to have you on again to talk about this topic. So grateful to talk with you, Walker. Thanks for the chance. All right. Thank you so much. That's uh, Larry Breens with um, Power the Future. He's the comms director, communications director with Power the Future. Dot com, A very good organization there. They're a 501c4 uh, nonprofit organization that works to promote American energy uh, production. So you didn't just hear it from me, but you also heard it from the experts, uh, the, the men and women who do this, focus on this topic for a living. And uh, that's powerofthefuture.com. They got a lot of great resources there and research and information on what's going on with the war on energy. And uh, this is a... Uh, I just want our listeners to understand that this is a this is a movement that takes a long time to unwind. You know, the damage that has been done to America's energy grid, to America's energy production industry, uh, it takes a long time to unwind these bad policies, all right? You can't just go from uh, windmills to nuclear plants overnight. This stuff takes a long time to plan out. It takes a lot of money to plan out and invest in. Uh, and you're seeing Germany and other European countries actually moving away from the, the wind and solar. They are. They're moving away from wind and solar, and they're moving back to nuclear. Yes, they are. One of the reasons that they're doing that is because Russia, who has been providing many of these NATO countries, isn't that ironic, Russia's been providing them with, with uh, natural gas for years upon years, maybe even decades. And Russia's their supposed number one enemy, um, that is the NATO member countries. And so uh, Germany and other countries are looking around going, look, uh, Russia's got us in their grips. They can cut this gas off at any time. 
we need to produce our own energy. That's what they're saying, our own power, our own electricity. And so Germany and other nations are now moving back to nuclear. You know, nuclear is very, very efficient, very, very clean um, nuclear, that is. And so they're moving back to nuclear so they can get off, they can wean off of Russian gas. And, you know, America needs to be, we could be, and we were during the Trump administration, an energy powerhouse, a worldwide energy powerhouse, not only providing millions of American jobs, supporting American families, but also of, of, of providing energy for all of our allies. I mean, all we could fuel all of Europe <laughs> with as many fossil fuels as we have under our feet. We could provide fuel for decades and decades, if not hundreds of years, for Europe and the U.S. and any other nation uh, that that is an ally that we want to provide energy for, uh, we could do that. Uh, we could prov- even provide energy for China. Oh, that's bad. Well, maybe not. It might provide some leverage over China. If America starts exporting coal, well, we're already doing this a little bit, but started. imagine America started mass exporting oil and coal uh, to China and made China play by the rules, made China... Uh, be in our grip instead of us in their grip. That's actually a very good uh, foreign policy play that we could possibly explore if we produced enough energy to export. Um, and so this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. Uh, but but the, the war on American energy is, is a national security issue, and uh, the Biden administration is doing everything in their control, everything in their power uh, to destroy America's energy industry. So this is, this is, you know, this is unprecedented and, um, it's going to lead to, you know, if you, if you continue this path, you know, people are saying, well, you know, y'all talk about this as if it's apocalyptic and that the world's going to end and this is going to be a disaster. And I'm, I'm not saying this is apocalyptic, but this war on American energy will have consequences. All right. You, you see this in, in smaller, uh, cases, but uh, the war on American energy will have long-term consequences that when you begin to experience those consequences, what are the consequences? Well, running out of energy. That is the consequence. Eventually, uh, uh, Texas had this issue back in 2021, but running out of energy is the issue. And when you get to a point that you're running out of energy— and then everyone starts waking up to this problem. Well, my friends, it, it we're way too down the road when you get there. You're way too far down the road, and it will take months, if not years, to turn it around. So we don't need to get there to where America as a whole is having blackouts, brownouts. Uh, we can't uh, have lighting in our homes because we have terrible politicians who are destroying our energy industry. We just don't need to get there. And so, you know, one thing that we all need to focus on when we go to the ballot box every year, um, not just local, but statewide, national, we need to ask candidates, where do you stand on American energy? Where do you stand on American energy? And they need to stand fully, completely on the side of American energy uh, production. And we've got to stop rewarding these Chinese manufacturers that are producing the solar panels, the lithium batteries. You know, the vast majority of this is produced overseas. 
I mean, it's not like we are shifting to another American industry uh, that is going to provide more American jobs. And remember, Biden said, you know, if you get if you get laid off or you get fired from the Keystone XL pipeline, you know, just go over to a green job. You know, go put together solar panels. Go put together lithium batteries. Well, the problem is, is those opportunities largely don't exist in America. These are Chinese industries. I mean, Biden is, in effect, supporting and propping up the Chinese lithium and solar industry. Meanwhile, thumbing his nose in the American fossil fuel industry. It is as if Biden is now the leader of China. It is as if Biden is working on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he is. His actions definitely fall in line with that. Uh, thank you so much for joining the court today. Hey, I wanted to uh, make you aware, uh, for those who weren't tuned in to the first part of the show, that we are going to be live streaming uh, the core on our brand new, uh, as of November 2021, streaming video platform. AFA Streaming is the name of the platform. We already upload the show there. We already upload the core there. Tons of other content there on our streaming platform. But we're going to begin live streaming the core and other AFR shows on Monday, August 1st. So you're not going to want to miss that. And if you haven't already, go over to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. Go ahead and, and, and go over there, create a free account. All right, go ahead and create a free account. That way when Monday comes and you say, I want to watch the core, they're live streaming on their, on their video platform. Uh, you'll already have your account created. You just got to go there and log in and uh, watch the core at streaming.afa.net. So go over there, create you a free account. You can also become a great commission partner and have access to unlimited content, uh, stream uh, video content on up to five devices, 24-7, 365. They're on our streaming platform, streaming.afa.net. Thanks so much for joining the core. Don't forget to check us out on the web. Subscribe to the core podcast, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.